Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 207 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. Today, we react to the disappointing loss at Northwestern. Look ahead to Saturday's first home game against Penn State. On November 14th, November 14th, first home game. Can you believe it? And you also hear, uh, we, we also hear from you on the Runza Reaction line. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know someone who is? Hit up Monty at 402-770-3356. So how about them Welcome, Huskers? <laughs> how about it? Man. Um. Yeah. So th- this is a great case study in how uh, speaking things into existence doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last week, I remember saying, this week I want to see, you know, Scott Frost, I really want to see his offense make good on on what they have billed themselves as. This quick striking, high energy, high impact, high scoring, yada, yada, yada. We just did not see it. And you know what? It's It's just more of the same, frankly. I know I sound like a broken record. I say this every single time. But the reality is, you eliminate the turnovers... Just the turnover. You keep the penalties. Eliminate the turnovers. Nebraska wins this weekend. Yeah. There's so Two many. Two turnovers yeah. passing into the end zone. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say there's so many little things where you say, if we just did this or we just did mm-hmm. that, we win. And the reality is that's what Northwestern does to you. I mean, they came into the week um, hundred or a third in defense in SP+. Plus. So um, we knew that they were going to be good. So to have repeated offsides in an empty stadium unconscionable and mm. uh you know maybe maybe throwing an interception off of one of our guys is like you know it's just fair is fair for them throwing an interception off of you know a helmet for us um but um just stupid stuff and then you also you have two starting defensive backs out at the beginning of the half um which you know obviously miles farmer had a couple of interceptions so that was awesome but also i feel like on that first long touchdown run that maybe some younger defensive backs got sucked in on a play where more experienced guys might not have. And um, so just, uh, you know, I just, I, I was watching this and I'm just thinking we're bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a bad mm-hmm. team. Uh, this, you know, some of the stats would, you know, show otherwise. I mean, we out yarded them both in passing and rushing and uh, had time of possession. Whoop D. Um, but uh just not a clutch team in any way. You know, Adrian Martinez, bless his heart, uh, has played so hard for us for so many years, uh, 12, 27, and his long balls were all really bad. You know, uh, the one that he did complete to Austin Allen was kind of like fluttering in the air. Um, and, uh, 
just totally inaccurate on all of his long balls. So, uh, you know, I, I tweeted when he was on the sideline, like, as I am frustrated with him, but at the same time, with all that he's given this team for so many years, it did make me sad to see him on the sidelines. And, you know, I just hurt for him as a person. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they put in Luke. They, they, they wanted a spark is what they said afterwards. And um, he made youthful mistakes, I guess. Um, but uh, he's pretty dynamic, and it was pretty pretty striking to hear from Dedrick Mills. You know, they asked what's the difference with him in, and he's with uh, with Luke in. He's like Luke's Luke's moving the hurry up offense quicker. He's a little bit more decisive in some of that stuff. And so, you know, I I don't know what happens next week, but uh, when you pull out your quarterback and then you leave in Luke for the, that like clutch drive, like it, it really felt like a turning point for for those two. Yeah. And I'll be honest, before they put McCaffrey in, I did say out loud, you know, at this point, I wouldn't blame him if they put McCaffrey in. And then that's what they did. And then he stayed in for the rest of the game. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of discussion this week about whether or not McCaffrey is the starting quarterback on Saturday. Um, I'm not going to speculate, but I will say that if he does start and Nebraska wins... Mm. It will feel like a sea change. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it already kind of felt like a sea change moment when, um, uh, when you look at the youth that were on the field, the youth that were making an impact, and um, you you look at uh, Marcus Fleming, number one receiver in terms of yardage, seventy five yards on five catches, um, and uh, Xavier Betts, Levi Falk, um, Travis Vokalek, not a not necessarily a young guy, but a transfer. Um, and then Luke and then Marvin Scott as well, getting three rushes, three carries. Um, that's a lot of youth on the, the offense. And then you had the defensive backs, substitute defensive backs making a, an impact. Um, you know, there's, there is a lot of youth on this team. Ty Robinson was a stud up front. Um, he's going to be a great player. Uh, Luke, Luke Reimer leading the team in tackles. So there's a lot of youth, um, but it, it, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's year three, and this was this was just like you just had to win this game. It's so frustrating uh, to lose to a team like Northwestern. I was I was tweeting during the game like they're. It's so frustrating walking into this game knowing they're going to try and Northwestern you, and then they just totally go and out Western you, Northwestern you. Like they just do their their frustrating thing. And it was it was also funny to see um, some of our followers who uh, uh, support other teams say like, yeah, that's uh, that's what Northwestern does. But when when we have just a talent, superior talent, like across the board, I don't mean that. I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. I'm just saying that in a purely factual way. Um, I um, am very confident that in the majority of positions, our, our player is more talented. Um, but they can't do the little things consistently. And so here we are looking at 0-3 in a weird year. It's a weird year. Uh, you know, no, no, uh, I, I appreciated the post game. Uh, announcers talking, uh, they were really kind of gracious to Nebraska in terms of saying they p- we played hard and that we really would have benefited from those uh, non-conference games. So everything's magnified because there's no padding of non-conference games. But man, it's, it's frustrating in year three. It just feels like we picked up where we left off last season. Sorry to be so negative, folks. No, that's that's the reality of where we're at with things. And that's what makes things so hard is that we went into this season knowing everything's going to have an asterisk on it. Right? right, like, and th- and that was the hard thing is after the game, I even said, well, at least they got to play this game, you know, because because there's that, 
but there's also it's just you, you expected some sign of progress and we just haven't seen it they had two weeks to prepare for this team to get their ducks in a row to be ready for northwestern I mean, when you think about it, we've had longer than most teams to prepare for the first two games of our season. Yeah. And we were not prepared for either game. Frost was asked in the post-game presser, why why did Luke have so many like alternative, like non-QB carries in the first game, but not in this game, in the first half in particular? And, and Frost said they had a few packages they were going to use them for, and one of them like they didn't get to use because the alignments weren't right, and the others they just didn't get to call. So... I, I'm starting to really, you know, the, the talent, like I was just saying, I feel like the talent is there. I hate to say it, but I, you really start to doubt the coaching. Um, one one thing that's been a bugaboo for us is third quarters. We've, we just don't, we just don't uh, adjust. And uh, you just never see adjustments from the Huskers under Scott Frost. So, um, you know, we got a new offensive coordinator and a very unusual offseason to implement whatever vision he has. So, um, you know, I'm not calling for anybody's head here, but just really disappointed. And it just gets uh, in a season where you can't go to the game and you can't have that, you know, hype of being with your fellow fans and seeing your friends in the stadium. And um, without that, it's so it's a little easier to pay less attention. Like this could be this. I think this is a dangerous time for Husker, the Husker program in terms of its relationship to its fans. Uh, our, our friend Dustin Schutte, um, I, I kind of, to modify his quote a little bit from a piece he put out earlier today, he said, every week, NU fans are so excited to see their team take the field. Um, and he says we're, you know, one of the most passionate fan bases and have earned that reputation. And then every week, Frost essentially rings their doorbell, punches them in the stomach, and runs away giggling. At least that's my assessment from 2.5 years of watching what's transpired in Lincoln. So, uh, yeah, those those observations are starting to be a little less... I'm starting to react, react with less defensiveness and be like, uh, that's, that's what I'm seeing. Not only was Nebraska defeated on Saturday, but we're starting to feel defeated. We are, yeah. Like, like I texted you last night saying, do we have to do this? I know. You know, I, I love doing this podcast with you. Right. But the reality is, is it, it's not fun. We're still doing it. We're still doing this episode. And, and I think that it, you know, it serves its purpose in terms of the fan base is... Um, we're still dedicated. We're still here, but man, it's it's about time for us to to see something. Yeah. Like I I don't want I, I feel I feel bad saying we're owed to something, but I mean we have waited for so long and it's just not happening. I I, I kind of feel like we're owed something. I mean, for the amount of and I'm not just talking you and me. I'm talking about the Oscar fan base. I mean, the blood, sweat, tears, time, money, energy we put into this, like. Uh, you know, I think we deserve a little better, um, but I don't want to get too much into obligation. You know, I know I always, whenever we have a conversation like this or when, frankly, whenever we're struggling, I think of that article about Scott Frost trying wrestling like he ran into a journalist in the store when he was getting ready to leave, decide if he was going to leave UCF. And he was just like, I think he was weeping. And he was like, if I leave, you know, I have such a great thing here, but this is the job of a lifetime. But if I go and I fail, like, you know, I'll have no home. Cause I can't come back here. So anyway, I, I know that Scott is as personally invested and, you know, Moose is personally invested. You know, it's gonna, I don't know. The youth is there. They're bringing in the right quality of players. I mean, more quality players would be great, but I mean, that is one consolation is that all the freshmen 
who are playing this year get that extra year of eligibility. That's true. Yeah, all the guys that got redshirted, um, you think like Luke McCaffrey, like he's still technically like a freshman. Next next year he'll still be a freshman. I, it'll be really interesting to see like what percentage of student athletes use that. I'm just really skeptical. Unless you're like I don't know why you would stick around uh, unless if you're really great, you want to go make your money. If you're not amazing, you probably want to get on with your life. But if you're pretty good, but not world class, like, I don't know. I'd be curious to see how many of those people will stick around that extra year. Um, some people, maybe that, that, that this might just be what they've got. And so they got to maximize it, get a master's or something in the process. Not a bad thing. So uh, real quick here, uh, looking at our SP plus numbers, actually did not take too big of a hit um, outside of special teams. We, we did pretty well overall. We actually moved up five spots to 34. Um, offensively, we dropped three spots to 26, which, you know, we, we moved the ball and this was a good defense. This is a good defense. Defensively, we actually made 16, jump 16 spots to 56. Um, but then you look at special teams and you miss a field goal. Um, we, we so frequently started inside the 25 and even inside the 20. And there was a couple bad punts. We dropped 36 spots down to 89. So we're trending back towards that century mark that I know you've been keeping an eye on. Yeah. And that's too bad because for the first time in a long time, it felt like we had a decent kicking and punting game. Yeah, that they weren't a liability. Um, in the first half, we, we did take the touchbacks, but they really flipped the field on us several times um, uh, with timely punting. Um, so we, you know, the field position game again, you know, we got Northwestern, so they didn't make as many penalties. We did a bunch. Um, we actually were even in turnovers, but, um, you know, they make you earn it. And if you're going to be sloppy and if you're going to not follow your blocker, um, yeah, if you're going to, you're not going to win. So they capitalize on all those things as they do. And every time I get crazy enough to think that we're going to beat this team by more than single digits, I'm quickly put back in my place. Um, and you know, one other thing to quickly touch on the offensive line had to get shuffled around. Jur- Jurgens wasn't playing. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the Farniaks came into center. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. And so you had some shuffle in there and that's just not ideal. Um, so even, and, and then Honus is not in on defense. Um, and of course the two guys missing the first half on, in the defensive backfield. So, you know, even the second game of the season, you're already dealing with attrition issues. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a physical game. You got to be deep. You know what? We, we did have some calls that I thought, uh, could maybe help lift the tone of this conversation. So maybe let's, uh, let's listen to those. All right. Yeah. So first up is Mike from Arizona. And I think he, uh, he did a good job of kind of summing up, uh, our conversation today. So uh, here's what Mike had to say. Hey, this is Mike from Arizona. Uh, I just think that Northwestern represents the Big Ten as a whole, and Nebraska struggles with that. Uh, the games are always tight, but Northwestern's that that team that's disciplined and tough, and they don't make mistakes, right? We've heard it all week. Well, that's what the Big Ten is. There's nothing flashy about it. Your Iowa's, your Wisconsin's, that's, that's the ball they play. Thanks to Mike for sharing that with us. Uh, yeah, I think that pretty much nails it. Um, I, you know, I jokingly said last week all that business about Northwestern. You know, you're not going to lose to Northwestern because they make mistakes, right? And 
Um, in this game, they actually did make some mistakes. They weren't we had perfect. Two, yeah. yeah, we had two turnovers that we could have scored some points off of. Well, even right before we looped through that last interception, there was a couple of defensive holding penalties, I think, that we were on mm-hmm. the freaking mm-hmm. two-yard line, three-yard line. So, yeah, but, I mean, that's also a good point is that that's what the Big Ten in general is, you know? Like, there's, there is something to be said about Frost coming up to Nebraska and trying to do something big and flashy and different, whereas the rest of the Big Ten is just, let's get some big boys on the line and, you know, especially yeah, especially the, the, team. the upper Midwest, the, you know, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, our, our neck of the woods. Uh, that's mm-hmm. definitely the way it is. So, yeah, I mean... It's a good point. I mean, and I think I think the adjustments are being made. Um, you look at the young offensive linemen that are starting to make an impact, and 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 we've got some of the right bodies, and I think we're moving in the right direction. It's just, uh, you know, disappointing game management. It has to get better. Mm-hmm. Well, here's uh, kind of the flip side of that coin. Here's what Ben from Evanston had to say, and uh, yeah, let's let's hear from a Northwestern fan. Ben, Evanston, Illinois. The Husker offense, the wide receiver talent, just it's if it's there, it's not being used. So, um, what can we say as a Northwestern fan? We don't know what to make of it. Thanks for calling in, Ben. Um, man, I think there, I think there's something to it when even a Northwestern fan is watching this game and saying, "I I don't know what to make of Nebraska." Yeah, Ben, someone we interact with on on uh, on Twitter and. Uh, I always enjoy interacting with him. This is a great point, and it's so nice to hear it from people outside of our own bubble. That uh, supposedly we have this talent, but you know we're not getting it. We're not getting it to them. We're not seeing them on the field. Um, you know, last week, last couple weeks, they've been saying, "Well, no block, no rock." Uh, um, I, I, you, and you had the three Florida guys all go back, which you know there was some speedy wide receiver talent there. I, it's it's a little inexplicable what's happening there. And uh, and I don't think Scott's ever going to tell us what's going on there either. So, um, yeah, we don't know what to make with it of it. Northwestern fans don't know what to make of it. I got a text from my father-in-law. He was like, "What's with the play calling?" Like he, he's not a Nebraska fan. He's a he's a Bears fan. Um, and uh, so it's just really confusing. And you know, we got we got a new offensive coordinator in, in part to handle this types of stuff. I think, I mean, I Scott's calling the plays, but you know, in theory, they're crafting the approach together. It's and, and I'll tell you what, the first few plays, they looked great. We moved the ball so well. And it's to the point with this offense where if there's any positive momentum, you just have to score because we get in our way so much. And, uh, and, and, you know, lo and behold, there was some, Two, two back-to-back penalties, and then it's third and 19, and I think we drop the pass or something, or it's a four-yard gain, um, and then we punt. Um, so, yeah, there was some there was some youth, and uh, it's kind of interesting. You feel like Adrian still has a little bit of a tendency to throw to the guys that he's been with for a little longer. Um, it feels like he's a little more honed in on the tight ends, and Luke seems to have a little better connection with some of the inner, younger guys. I don't know if that's just a coincidence of who was in uh, when the two guys were playing quarterback, but, you know, maybe there's some hope there that Luke's seeing different things or I don't know. Hard, hard to say. Yeah. Well, thanks again to Mike and Ben for calling in. Uh, the reality is, is that it's still 
uh, we're, we're still making good on our promise. So if, if you call in to the Husker Pod and leave a message and we feature your voicemail on the episode, there's a good chance that you'll get a Runza coupon. So that's what we'll be doing this week. We'll be in touch with you guys soon to, to make sure that gets in your hands. Well, and, uh, Ben being from Evanston and Mike being from Arizona, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll find ways to connect with, I don't know, if you got friends or loved ones in Nebraska, we'll, we'll find a way to make it meaningful. Sounds good. So one last thing before we start talking about Penn State. Justin, hmm. in the midst of our disappointment, like, are you still pro-Frost? Like, I, I know that we're, we're getting into three, year three where we've been saying all along, you know, year one we were having this discussion about how this is a long-term commitment. And, of course, people are already having discussions they probably shouldn't have about Scott Frost's worthiness as a coach and whether we should have hired him or this, that, and the other. Um, but I, I, I guess I'll, I'll answer my own question first and then sure. leave it up to you to, to respond. But I'm still behind him. I think that this year we just need to take it in stride for what it is. If this is happening next year, I will be less gracious. Yeah, it's it's a fair question, and I think I, I'm definitely still behind him. Um, I think he has to start answer, you know, being willing to take hard questions, and um, and he was very upfront after the game that this one was on him. He said he told the guys this was on him, and you know that's 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 good. Um, he's he's young. Um, he had all that success uh, at UCF, and at this point, it's almost like. Like, don't, let's not talk about that anymore because that's not helping anybody. Um, you know, it, there's just so many factors at work there where the team that he inherited was 0-12, but, you know, maybe it was just a toxic culture and they were actually pretty talented and they flipped it around. I don't know. Um, he had great success everywhere he was before offensively. You know, I, I, he's still got all the pedigree. He, he's got time and space to figure things out here and uh you know as you've already said in this episode and we've said many times there's an asterisk on this season so uh he needs there needs to be some demonstrable improvement this season though um for people to stay as invested i mean i i'm sure i'm sure our excitement will pop up immediately as soon as we start winning but as i said last week um i think it was november 23rd of 2019 the last time we had a win so if we win this Saturday, uh, that's the 14th. So that's, you know, nine days short of a year since the last win. And if we lose, then we'll be down to the 21st. So two days short of a year between wins. It's just, uh, well, frankly, it's unacceptable. So I'm still behind him, but, and he said it, he said it too. He knows all this. He said in the post-game press conference, these kids really need to feel some good, like have some good results here. Like they need it. We all need it. If it, the the crazy thing is with his as frustrating as frustrated as you and our you and I are right now, like we'd be lying if we didn't admit that if we were able to drive down the field and score and and get the two point conversion and then win in overtime, we would just be ecstatic right now. You know the that was a really great defense and we uh, we managed to overcome, we persevered, we made mistakes, but you know the football season is so short, twelve games, and now it's only eight. Now it's actually only seven for us. Um, that everything gets, uh, you know, oh, the difference between the win and loss is is so dramatic for us. Um, so I guess that's giving myself a little perspective there. It's a good point. When all is said and done, we we won't have a 500 record either. 
That's right. Well, I guess we do play that extra game, don't we? Oh, that's true. Okay. So, so we maybe, maybe yes. we will. <laughs> good point, followed by another good point. Out. Yeah. All right. Should we, anyway. Yeah, let's, let's put this game behind us and uh, and talk a little bit about Penn State, who... Sounds good. Uh, ...is also having, like, deep-seated, angsty, uh, existential question, questions this week as they are 0-3. Uh, fortunately, we're only 0-2 for some reason. If, I think it feels like we're 0-3 because after that result, like there's no way we were going to beat Wisconsin if it was the same <laughs> effort. Um, but we are only 0-2. Uh, it's 0-2, and it feels like it's pretty much impossible. I haven't done the math, but it seems almost impossible to win the division. Um, anyway, uh, Penn State, uh, 14th overall in SP+, despite only being 0-3. Their offense is 18th, and that's mostly because they put up a lot of yards throwing the ball. Defensively, they're 24th. Special teams, they're actually worse than us. They're 103rd, so major liability there. Uh, QB Sean Clifford, lots of lots of articles. Is, he's, is he the future? Um, should he be benched? Right now, he's 69 of 122. That's 56.6%. He's thrown for 859 yards and nine touchdowns to five interceptions. He's been sacked 13 times. He's also their leading rusher with 52 rushes for 150 yards. That's 2.9 a carry and one touchdown. Their leading running back rusher is, uh, man, I can't read my handwriting. Oh, it's bad. Oh, where, where do I have these stats pulled up? That's embarrassing. I'm going to say it's Devin Fand, but I don't think that's actually what it says. So apologies, listeners. Uh, he's 37 for 141. Uh, that's 3.8 yards per carry and one touchdown. Uh, Jahan Dotson is their leading wide receiver in terms of yardage. 21 catches for 361 yards. That's a 17.2 yards per catch. That's, that's a lot of yards. Five touchdowns. So, you know, he's the guy you got to lock down. Tight end Pat Fryermuth, 16 catches for 197 yards. Not not quite as crazy, but still 12.3 yards per catch and, and a touchdown. Uh, Parker Washington has 14 catches for 155 yards and three touchdowns. Um they're running two kickers here, and neither has been very good. I think Jordan Stout is supposed to be their long ball guy. He's kicked two 50-plus yard field goals, and he made one of them, so he's 50%. And then Jake Pinger, or Pinninger, is doing the rest of the kicking work. He's 7 of 7 on PATs, but he's 1 of 4 on field goals. So that, uh, that's not great. Their de- defense is currently allowing 5.65 yards per play. We're allowing 6.03 Um we both played Ohio State. Um, just from I didn't watch that game much, but from the looks of it, we were more competitive early than they were. They were down twenty-four to six at halftime before ultimately losing thirty-eight to twelve. They scored twelve. Uh, excuse me, thirty-eight to twenty-five. They scored twelve points in the last quarter. Um, last week, uh, they got they got beat handily. Gonna sneeze. <laughs> Sorry if that was right in your ear. Last year they last week they got beat uh, pretty solidly by by Maryland, who is a real surprise this season. Um, in that game, uh, Clifford was 22 of 57 for 340 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. They turned the ball over three times total. They only had 36 yards rushing. So, um, you know, just looking at all that, I feel like our defensive line, I feel like our defense is, is becoming a strength. I feel like you can't really look at Northwestern too much as a, they're just not a good offensive team. They're good enough. Um, for for a good defense, but um, you know I feel like our defensive line can could potentially hold its own. Penn State is down to their third string running back. That for, I don't remember what happened to the first one. I think an injury in their second one. 
uh, also was out for the season. They lost their Micah Parsons uh, opted out and then did not opt back in. So their stud uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end. Um, anyway, they uh, I think we can move the ball on them. I think I think that our zero and three might be not as bad as their zero and three because because they're. Well, I mean, our zero and two isn't as bad as their own. Thank 0-3. you. Yes, our zero and two is not as bad as, as their own three, but I think theirs is. They've uh, James Franklin has had some success there, and so this is kind of like coming crashed back down to earth again. Asterisks is all over the place, but um, they're really freaking out over there. So hopefully, we finally get our home game in front of our cutouts. Um, you know, hopefully this is a real uh, get the monkey off our back, get a win, flip the script, get through the toughest part of our schedule, and, uh, you know, make this season fun again. It's interesting because just the reality of Penn State being such a huge contender in the last few years and then seeing them start the season 0-3 this year. I mean, they, they were a good football team last year. Yeah. And here they are. So I don't know. At, at the same time, they, they probably feel the same amount of pressure that we do to finally get that first win of the season. So that's that's kind of the scary thing about this game. Yeah, it's um, yeah, if they are more desperate, like, you know, maybe there's higher risk, higher reward for them. Um, you know, maybe they throw everything at us. Who knows? But then again, maybe uh, maybe Luke comes out as the starter and is a dynamic opportunity awaiting. I don't know. And I don't think it's possible for them to be more desperate than us. <laughs> That's true. We've we've just been so bad for so long. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, with all that said, I guess we got to do score prediction here. And to a fault, we always predict the Huskers as the winners. We've been wrong so many times in the last six years. Did you pick it's first or did I pick doing first the last easier. week? I think maybe you went first last week. Okay. Yeah, because I, I remember saying I'm not going to change it even after what you said. Okay. So I'd be glad to share mine. I'm ready to go. Okay, go ahead. I'm going with 21 to 20. Oh, my. I don't think that there's any way that this is a blowout. I think if Nebraska wins, they're going to have to fight tooth and nail for it. It's just the reality of our situation. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I really have no idea what to expect. I, I wrote down 31-21. Um I think that's what I said last week for Northwestern. Is it? Something close to that. Uh, you did 31-20. Okay. I did 27-16. Anyway. Um, you know what, though? If we got those two extra touchdowns, my score prediction would have actually been pretty close. That's true. Mazel tov. Well, folks, in the midst of this uh, uncertainty and... Uh, uh, dare dare we say disappointment when it comes to football? We dare. Um, the, the reality is is that our uh, both of our sponsors have been faithful in supporting the podcast and uh, just being a positive presence in the midst of uh, you know Lincoln and Omaha's local business landscape. So um, we want to commend both Monty Rohde and Central Nebraska Buffalo to you. Um, now more than ever, it is so important to support local businesses. At the end of the day, these are real people that we have real relationships with. Um, 
So, uh, as we put in the show notes on every single episode, we really want to commend Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Uh, Again, his phone number is 402-770-3356, or you can always email him at monty.rohde, that's M-O-N-T-Y dot R-O-H-D-E at prglincoln.com. And as always, you can also hit up Central Nebraska Buffalo on Facebook, and that is just facebook.com slash cnbuffalo. And Justin, I believe you remember their Twitter or their Instagram, right? Yeah, Mike, that's Central Buffalo on Twitter. Uh, And I got it here. It's cnbuffalo numeral one on Instagram. So... Uh, but at the end of the day, the easiest way to get a hold of them is just go to cnbuffalo.com. <laughs> Probably should have said that first. So, um, yeah, shop local, support local. If you're going to buy or sell a home, go with somebody local. All right, Mike. Uh, thank you to listeners who stuck with us this long, both this episode and this season and this podcast. And uh, looking forward to uh, chatting about a win. Let's do it, man. Onward. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.